Happy Canada Day, everybody. It's a special edition of Leafs Bunkus. He's Sam McKee. We've been sitting around all day waiting for the Leafs to do sexy things. And yeah, <laughs> that's not how I would describe him. First of all, though, what a day for rate limit exceeded to come down. Like you and I just 2004 watching TV on the couch, hoping the insiders break deals on the television because Twitter just a debacle right now. What's your what's your rate situation? You, oh, you doing all right? I used it up at like 10 a.m. I didn't know there was a certain amount. Yeah. I was, you know, like if I had known, I would have maybe tried to, you know, ration my rate limit. I would have been like a, a guy in the desert just sipping on the water. I wouldn't have been just chugging <laughs> down. I wouldn't have been chugging down that sweet, sweet agua, knowing that it was on the rate limit exceeded. But yeah, wild Dude, thing you- for it to happen. You know what sucked especially is now I started to resent tweets that were out there that weren't like Friedman, you know what I mean? Anybody yeah. that wasn't Elliot who was just tweeting like, I'm going to a Blue Jays game. Shut <laughs> up. Don't waste my rate limit. How dare you be so reckless with my somebody, rate Somebody sends that Canada Day flag at the Jays game like, I've seen it every goddamn year. Don't show me that. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, what a candidate tradition that is. The the Leafs flag, the Blue Jays team came to the flag. Uh, anyway, okay, get into it. So, like, we're doing this early. We're doing this day one. Open this thing up. It's seven thirty Eastern right now. So, we're taking a shot. We're gonna dump this one out, and then we'll see what ends up happening over the next twenty four hours. See if we fire up another one, cook up another Leafs talk, but. Yeah, we just want to get one out of the way here because basically every former Leaf has signed a contract and the Leafs have signed two guys of note. So this one will just be on this. So let's start with Ryan Reeves because I think that this one has been pretty, there's been a lot of consensus takes on this one. This one but three years for Ryan Reeves at $1.34 million. Or sorry, wait, did I get that one right? I think it's 1.35. 1.35. Yeah. for Ryan Reeves for a three-year deal. How do you feel about that one? Complicated. It's complicated, Bunk, because Mm -hmm. we've talked about having this guy in the Leafs for our entire friendship. This is (laughs) We've always wanted Ryan Reeves in the Leafs. We're like, oh, God, only if the Leafs could get Ryan Reeves on the team. And now Ryan Reeves is on the team, and I'm not as pleased about it as I thought I would be. I, I watched him get interviewed. I saw him talk. I saw him have the glasses on. I'm, you know, I hear him talk. I love the guy through and through, but I just sure wish it was a one-year deal. The three-year deal to me at a six, how old is he? 36 for a guy that's not going to contribute to your scoring, which you're, is just walking out the door quite literally. Like your scoring is just drying up before your eyes on July 1st. I just, I love Ryan Reeves. I do. But just the fact that you gave him a three-year contract, it's just, it was a bit of a head scratcher to me. Like I, I, cause you know, your favorite saying, two things can be true. I can love, I can love Ryan Reeves on the Leafs, but uh, I don't have to love what the contract looks like. So let me just push back on it a little bit. Okay. Cause I, I had the same reaction as everybody else. I went, are you kidding? Three years for Ryan Reeves. Who are you bidding against? Mm-hmm. Like what, who the is wild, the team? I guess. Well, I guess that, teams did want him and teams were willing to give him two years. Toronto had to do the thing that we're used to in baseball, which is give the extra year of term to lock a guy into a contract. 
you couldn't end up giving him more money, right? Like, so you had to go the extra term, but my slight defense of it, like, do I think that Ryan Reeves in year three is going to be an impactful player for the Leafs? No, yeah, I don't think that. I, I don't know how anyone could take that. But one of the issues that I've had with the core four has not just been the way that those guys play in the playoffs, which is sometimes disappear, sometimes play, however it is that you want to describe it with the, the main four players that the Leafs have had. It's been that the rest of the team has always just felt like mercenaries. I've mentioned this to you, to you many times before, how nobody feels like a big part of the team. Like mm-hmm. James walks in free agency, Backheim and walks in free agency, Tyler Bozak walks in free agency, like demo of this team. Look at what just happened with this group this season, right? Where they bring in all these guys, they're essentially a squad, and now every single one of them has walked out the door. The one thing I like about Ryan Reeves is he's clearly a bit of a cultural center. He's mm-hmm. someone who now you bring in and he's not going to be out the door a year or two from now, or just on a one year deal where he's a mercenary and guys don't take him seriously. Like he's going to be around for a couple of seasons with these core players that aren't going anywhere for some time. So he feels like he's tied in a little bit more with the fabric of the team. I like that. He brings a swagger. I do think that there's a value in having the toughest guy in the league on your bench. I love the way that he jaws. He's more of a vocal guy and a funny guy that I think will work for the room, but now for the downside of it, man, there were times where I would watch Ryan Reeves with the Rangers and it looked like five on four. He yeah, can't, can't really, he can't play. Yeah. And Lucic, who also pretty damn tough, also brings a swagger, also brings a He did sign for a one-year deal at $1 million. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm looking at it from that perspective, I'm going, it's tough to justify the price tag on this. And the second part, which is the most important thing is I, I think the Leafs have tried this so many times to graft the personality of big time attitude players onto their stars. And if it hasn't worked with Ryan O'Reilly, you know, if it didn't work with, I don't know, I was going to say Patrick Marlowe and Joe Thornton, but those aren't exactly the best examples, but if it hasn't worked with guys like that, Luke Shen, I I don't know why all of a sudden Ryan Reeves is going to be any different. So Yeah, I'm I'm a little skeptical of it, but you're right. You and I have been begging for a tough guy like that on the team for forever. So I no, feel like him. a sinner. Just I him. feel like a sinner. I feel like Not a sinner. Not even a tough guy on the team. Literally yeah. him. Him yeah. and him alone. We have yeah. asked for this for years and years for him to be God, if they could only have him. The thing that, you know, with this signing, I would feel better about it if, like you said, it was like a one year, one million. I understand your mercenary point. Like mm-hmm. it just I'm I'm turning on sports at this morning. And the first name off the board is Ryan Reeves to the league. Yeah, I know. It's like, you know, maybe this could be a, you know, four o'clock tomorrow afternoon thing where they sign him to a one-year deal for 950K or a million bucks or whatever it's going to be. It just felt so crazy to me, like how much time they had to spend breaking down Ryan Reeves because he was the first guy off the board. It's just like... I get that you're trying to set the tone and this feels like such a tree living trying to set the tone or Shani or whoever the hell runs the Leafs. I don't really know who's in charge at this point, but whoever's Shani. trying to, yeah, whoever's running the Leafs trying to set the tone for the room and, you know, bring in the tough guy and bring in the character guy, which I don't hate, but it just seemed like such a weird move to give him three years at age 36. Yeah. Um, and the other part of it too, which has been discussed at nauseum, so I'm not going to go long with it, but mm. like, do you see him fitting in on your playoff roster? Like, yeah. you know, they, there's been this point being made by everyone where they're going, 
well, you know, Kachuk gets in people's faces and Sam Bennett's taking runs at guys yeah. and they guess have he doesn't get to play against those guys. Right. Yeah. Like when, when is he going to get on the ice with Matthew Kachuk? Matthew Kachuk and Sam Bennett are going to be skating circles around Ryan Reeves. Yeah. They're, they're like, please God put Ryan Reeves on the ice with us. So I, I think he can play in the playoffs, but he's going to be playing what? Eight, seven, six minutes a night Ooh. tops. Like he's not going to be a big time contributor, but when you're making 1.13, you're not paid to be a huge contributor. It's just, it's more the perception of this is their huge target as opposed to like them going into it and just kind of having this guy add as like a late piece. Like they've targeted this guy clearly. Yeah. I, I don't mind them targeting him. I, if they would have said that it was a two year deal for 1 million a, a season, I would have been over the moon about the signing. Yeah. Would have been completely fine with it. Completely would have agree. felt exactly like Wayne Simmons, where you have him if you need him, but he's not going to be in the roster every night. The difference here is that, you know, uh, Wayne Simmons, when he first came here, at least he had a pedigree with scoring goals as well in the league. And you had, you had at least machinations of him being able to find himself. Ryan Reeves is going to maybe score five goals a year for you. Like, maybe. even to compare him to Melan Lucic, Lucic at least going to pot you double that, right? On that mm -hmm. Bruins team, he's got hands. He can finish a little bit. Mm -hmm. Ryan Reeves is just bringing you one thing. That's What's physicality. His... I haven't even a... looked up his career high. What's his career high in goals? Oh, Reeves? This is not something I'm going to want to look at, is it? No, it's not. I was going to say that I, I would I would guess maybe he hit 10 one year. He did not. No? He hit, yeah. His career high is 20 points. Yeah, but how many goals? Seven, eight? Nine. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah, with <laughs> Vegas. With Vegas. Yeah. Nine goals. Yeah. Anyway, the other part of this is I'm still really hoping that they sign Garnet Hathaway because I feel like he's just the type of player that they need on that fourth line. My, I will feel a little bit better about the Reeves signing if they can create some type of fourth line that is a bit of Bash Brothers, smashy in the mouth identity mm -hmm. line style. Problem is they just gave David Camp two plus million dollars. Mm -hmm. You thought he was going to be a fourth line center. That's kind of who he's supposed to be. And if you're going with him on that line, it sure doesn't feel that way. And if you bump line up, all of a sudden he's playing too many minutes. It's just overall so far, and there are more pieces to come. So maybe we look like idiots and God, I hope we do. It's just, I don't like the way that these pieces fit together. And maybe this is a way that we move to John Klingberg. It's oh, like, I, I see some of these money, the money that's getting handed out. Like, I do think there's an argument to be said in like what right now, if I'm judging Predator Living at this very moment at whatever, 7.30 Eastern on July 1st, I'm saying, oh my God, what the hell is going on here? Like, this is not a pretty start to this. Like, I'm not, I'm not no, enjoying, not I'm not enjoying this era. <laughs> like, no. But at, Dude, the same well, at the same time though, like, you know, a lot of times on free agency day, how often do we look back at these banger of contracts where it's like the best contract you didn't sign? Like the best move you did make on on free agency was not signing any of these guys. Like I just, mm. I, I I do feel that you know there's some guys that went out there today, but like what contract was signed today that you would have been killed for the Leafs to do? Was it O'Reilly with with the with the Preds? Would you have been happy with that? I probably would have been, but so like we'll, we'll get there. Okay, we'll, but I, I will say this: Would you rather have Nolachari at two million dollars for three seasons mm -hmm. or Ryan Reeves? at 1.35 for three seasons. I know I'd who probably, I'd rather have. I'd probably, have, I'd probably rather have Nolachari, but it's, you know, it's no not, brainer for, for yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's as much of a landslide as you would. I think, you know, Nolachari is probably a better hockey player, but he doesn't bring the toughness and whatever that other stuff that they paid 
Ryan Reeves for. I don't think he's the personality that he is. So I think that's closer than you have it, but I would definitely still take Nolachari. I just look at it and go, okay, so wait, Nolachari can play 12 minutes comfortably for me. He can kill penalties. He can take face-offs. He mm-hmm. blocks shots. He can play more minutes. He lays more hits. Like, mm-hmm. to me, it just – if you're talking about 700 grand mm-hmm. in difference between the two players in the term, I, I don't know how you justify Ryan Reeves, uh, especially given that, yeah, to me, just, just the personality of your best players. If you really want to shake up the temperament – of your group, if you really want to change the attitude around your team, then guess what? Maybe trade one of the guys that is seemingly more worried about how much money he makes compared to the other three than winning Stanley Cups. That would just be my contention. Anyways, let's keep it moving. John Klingberg happens. So you go from the toughest guy in the league to not. Uh, this one too. Would you rather have John got one year 4.15 or Gustafson at one over 825K? Yeah, don't they? Aren't they signed kind of the same guy? Like, aren't yeah, they, they are the same players? guys. Aren't they very similar players? I think. I think um, John Klingberg is just Eric Gustafson with better PR. Uh, but I, I think, you know, Klingberg had some monster years there with the Ducks, where he would. No, it wasn't with the Ducks. Who did he play with before? Stars. Sorry, Stars. He signed with the Ducks last year on the yeah, yeah. deal. When we and when then he wanted he crazy money a for yeah. a fourth round pick and some yeah. filler at the deadline. Like it wasn't exactly like he was in demand. I think you have the cap space here. This is pretty low risk, but I don't love it. Like I, I, you know, they, I think they did a really good job of kind of shoring up their defensive woes over the past couple of years at the least where like they were actually a really good defensive unit. And they brought in Luke Shen last year at the deadline, which obviously helped, but you know, Klingberg's a total turnstile. Like he is legitimately one of the worst defensive defensemen in the league. Like he cannot, He's excellent offensively. He's going to help their power play probably. I bet you he goes right onto that top unit, may even usurp Morgan Riley on that top unit. But like outside of that, I I don't love it at all at that number. But the mm-hmm. one year the one year thing makes it somewhat palatable where you I guess you can get off of it or trade it or do whatever the hell you want with it. LTIR, I guess, if he gets hurt or something. But like to me, it's just a a guy that just give Gustafson 850k if you want to. Oh, dude, you want I, the, I just like Mr. High Event, our most, ex, our most exciting guy last year, Eric Gustafson, because no matter what happened on the ice, good or bad, there was things happening. I don't know. Don't love it. No, dude. Here's the thing. Where does he play? I guess with I don't even know who plays the Leafs. Like they lost their whole team today. So I guess he's not playing with Riley, obviously. No. You're probably it's probably gonna go back to TJ Brody and, and Morgan Riley again. And then I guess he plays with McCabe. I don't know. Play with play with Giordano. I don't know. Like it's not pretty. You're not signing. You're not signing a defenseman to four point one five mil mm-hmm. when you're as cash strapped as the Leafs and saying that he's just getting power play time and like he's obviously a specialist. They're not going to give him D zone draws. He's not going to be like they're they're going to have to be creative with the way they use him on the bench and whatever. Sheldon Keefe is regular season coach. Blah blah blah. That he knows how to use those guys in those positions. Yeah, he's going to create some plays for the Leafs. I, I do like the offensive side. I, again, I don't see the fit with the partner as of right now. I don't really understand how he ends up getting f- over $4 million bucks when like, he gets a ticket last year with the Ducks and didn't prove it, and then he goes to... He did the, the opposite and... of... He did the opposite of Fred Van Vliet. He bet on himself and Lost. came up snake eyes. Like, yeah, I just... Terrible. It, like, the way that I'm looking at it right now is 
you still need a defensive guy to play with Morgan Riley. You had Luke Shen who walks out the door. I there still feels like another domino with the Leafs. I do t- trade TJ Brody. I texted you this the other day. We were yeah. talking about phone, but Trey Living let TJ Brody walk. He's obviously not his number one fan. He entertained a trade for him the year before, and it didn't end up working out. So maybe he ends up doing that here, and they try to juggle their blue line oh. a little bit. But to me, it's just like we're back into the place where the Leafs have a bunch of puzzle pieces that don't fit. Like, why would you want to sign Klingberg rather than see what you have in $1 million worth of Timothy Lilligren up your lineup who showed real flashes for you last season? Yeah. Like, no, if you want to shake it. up the power play, fine, but it also doesn't it seem weird that they're going to pull something from Morgan Riley after he was the best Leaf in the playoffs that all of a sudden that you're going, hey, the one guy who showed up all playoffs and who was our best guy Good morning. You're off of power play one next year. What? Well, no, but doesn't it feel like to me watching the Leafs last year, I don't know, anecdotally, this is off the top of my head, just watching hockey, but it felt like they were really down the list of getting any offense from their decor. Like it it really did feel like a bit of a blind spot for them last year where they had a really tough time getting any production from their decor outside of, you know, Morgan Riley here and there, but even he he didn't produce to his his regular levels during the regular season. So from that perspective, I really do like bringing in a guy that is offensively minded, but if you're going to do this, just go crazy and go get Carlson, like make a trade, yeah. do something crazy. It's like Klingberg just seems like such a stopgap thing where it's just like, he's, you talk about mercenaries. Like, yeah. has there ever been a bigger least mercenary than John Klingberg coming in here on a one-year deal? Like he, to me, That's it's what just I don't get to yeah. well, if he's a mercenary and he's coming in here, Sammy, like, mm-hmm. You get to play potentially on PP1 with those guys, right? You're going to be with offensive talent that you know produce big numbers in the regular season, Mm -hmm. and you're going to be in Toronto, the fishbowl, where if you put together a good season, like if this is the selling point of Toronto for the mercenary types, right? Like come here and get paid the next year. How the hell does he get $4 million? Like how does the price not get knocked down a little bit? By the way, I just got a text from a former NHLer. Is Tree getting fired? Question mark. So yeah, that's how day one went. (laughs) The Maple Leafs is just not very good. Okay, uh, you ready to move on to some? Yeah, I was just checking my janky Twitter app that our boy Vic and Palladian texted yeah. me about. I was just checking to see if anything happened here quickly while we were going along, but nothing, yeah. nothing outside of uh, what we've had so far. It doesn't look like that's what's happened. I also found a hack for Twitter, which is if you put people in, you can see it for now. I'm sure old Elon will figure that out. Uh, by the way, I'll just say that from paying attention a lot to do a lot of live stuff and tech people mm-hmm. there is some optimism that this is a twitter screw up and elon just doesn't want to admit it because he's a proud weirdo anyway um let's fire down the line of late leafs and i'm gonna okay. like who's the biggest guy and i guess nashville just in general o'reilly goes to nashville four uh times 4.5 a year would have done that um and then they poach shen for three seasons at 2.75 don't word on the street that. is Word on the street with O'Reilly is Leafs offered him similar money and that wasn't it. And I, I already texted this to you. So, you know, the reaction, my understanding from the little birdies that I have and mm. whatever, take it for what it's worth. I'm yeah. not Elliot. Is that the coach had more to do with this than the front office that O'Reilly was not enamored by Sheldon Keefe. And that once Sheldon Keefe came back, it was going to be a tougher sell to bring back Ryan O'Reilly. Again, that's, take it for what it's worth, but that's what I've heard. That's I think that's a completely fair thing to say to me. Like I, 
you know, we, you know, both of our thoughts on Sheldon Keefe and the fact that we're going into another season with Sheldon Keefe as the coach of the Leafs is not either of our favorite ideas. So I, that doesn't surprise me to hear that. And I would have happily played Ryan O'Reilly that contract. I think it's a little bit rich, but for one of the first guys off the board on, on the July 1st, it's way below what I thought it was going to be. Like I thought he was going to get in the five range. Didn't you maybe five times five. I thought it was definitely going to be higher than that. And it's one I would have given, like, I know he's aging. I know that like, He's an injury-prone guy, but you talk about guys that are character and culture setters or whatever. He's a good player, and he's a good teammate. First guy on, first guy off, can contribute offensively, good penalty killer, good defensively. Like, I like Ryan O'Reilly a lot, and, then you know, it makes that trade look way worse now that he didn't stay, too, right? Like, you gave up so much for that. So, it's just a tough one for me. I'm, I'm sad to see him go. He wasn't a leap long enough, bud. Um, I understand the whole makes the trade look worse thing with him and Char yeah. leaving for me personally. You can't live in that world. I'm just saying it does make it look I worse. Know. I, I just, to me, this, this is a weird one because I actually think think tract is really good for Nashville. I don't know how I would have felt about it. If Toronto would have ran him back because I would have looked at it and gone, you're really slow with him and Tavares down the middle. All of a sudden, like mm-hmm. if you and you have him and Tavares as centers, you're really slow. And if you're paying him 4.45 to be a winger, like, I don't know how that works. He, is he the center for the regular season? And then you're kicking Tavares out to the wing. And that's what you would have done a week down the middle. Or you're playing camp a lot. Maybe you have more flexibility at center. Maybe they would have made it work. But if the plan was to have him play center for every single game and then Tavares to play every single game, I think you're kind of opening yourself up for injuries, given those players age. And then, times where those guys would be on the ice together and it looked really great at the very beginning when O'Reilly came back from the injury and they dominated the Sabres in Buffalo right mm-hmm. but there were real times where those guys would get out in the ice and get stuck in their own end and the foot speed just was not there and so again this is one where I'm a little torn on it I if he would have happened I wouldn't have really cried about it because I don't think like you, I, you like you mentioned it's less than I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. but it's another one of those things where I go all right so You'd rather have camp at two and a half million than try to find the extra 2 million to keep Ryan O'Reilly. Like the priority was to make sure camp comes back and not roar. The other difficulty is though, is that they did try to keep him on that one. But again, it just, he it doesn't look like he wanted to be in Ontario. So it's a tough one to judge, but I, I, I'm not as, I'm not as sore about this one as I thought I would have been. If you would have put me in the time machine and said, you know, two weeks before the playoffs started, Hey, Ryan O'Reilly is going to go for four, times 4.5 and he won't be a leaf right i think i would have been apoplectic on that day but yeah i I think all of what you said is just fair there but at the same time man you need players on your hockey team and you need guys below your second line that are quality nhlers and the leafs have exactly zero like they have nobody he was an important guy for them where you know he may not be perfect like i agree he's slow and there's times i was like holy crap is he playing with a broken leg which he might have been he never said anything about it afterwards but like just to me, I look at this roster and I look at the options that are remaining. I'm like getting concerned. Like they're going to ice a team here without making a trade or without like, mm-hmm. it's, it's starting to get a little scary here. No, looking at this. A lot's coming. I think it a is. lot's coming from the standpoint of there's still the Nylander domino that's going to happen mm-hmm. here. They remain big time apart. And when I talked to Frank Cervelli on my podcast, by the way, subscribe to it, the JD Bunkers podcast um on friday he said that with every passing day nylander doesn't sign the odds of him getting traded go up and also we Chris played that Johnson... clip on real clipper and born on uh on friday what 
we played that clip on Real Kipper and Board on Friday and talked about it. Good, good lads. But yeah, then CJ also reported today that uh, he has tendered a 10 team no trade clause or no trade list to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, whatever that, again, whatever that's worth, I think that's a something. I think that TJ Brody could end up getting dealt. Like, I, I think Toronto's going to do stuff. Plus, we're recording this early, but there is some noise that they're going to potentially go after Max Domi. But here's what I'll say about this. If you let Ryan O'Reilly walk and then you sign Max Domi for f- close to 5 million, the same money that you were going to allocate to Ryan O'Reilly, maybe the term is shorter mm-hmm. on something like that for Max Domi. Maybe he's looking for a two-year deal so that he can cash in when the cap goes up. But how does, how does it change your opinion if that happens? I don't know. I like Ryan O'Reilly a lot more than Max Domi. That's for sure. Like no comparison, in my opinion. But I, I, you're right. It's still early. Got to let the dominoes fall here before I go into full panic mode. But I'm not liking the start. Neither am I, dude. I, how yeah. could you like the start? I'm no. just saying. By the time this podcast goes up, maybe Max Domi is a leaf, and yeah. I do kind of like the idea of Tavares, Domi, Nylander, because Domi is a good playmaker, right? Like he's mm-hmm. someone who now all of a sudden slots into that line and it dishes a little bit to those other guys. Um, okay, so Luke Shen. He goes also to Nashville. Nashville signs the two most popular Leafs players. Hey. And they have the coach that everybody wanted in Toronto. So Nashville. Luke's troops, uh, baby. All the best, yeah. brother. All the yeah. best. You were a stud for the Leafs. I loved every minute of it. And you you earned yourself that contract. And good for you. I'm just proud of you. Love you to death. Luke's troops for life. Luke's troops for life. Three times 2.75 in Nashville. It's way more than I would have ever thought he was going to get. It, again, this is a tip your cap and you go, the Leafs were there. They were tied. They tried to convince Luke Shen. I will say this, though. I, I will say this. Let me have it. It was always going to be Luke Shen had to take less money to stay with the Leafs, right? For sure. That kind of says something that. He decided he didn't look at them and say, this is a Stanley cup winner where I want to end my career. I'll go take the money in Smashville. Yeah. I'll go play. I'll, I'll go listen to country music on live in Nashville. Yeah, I'm just I, saying like, if it's, if it's a team that he like, when we're talking about guys thinking that the Leafs are close to a Stanley cup, right? What do your peers have to say about you? It's one thing mm-hmm. when all the Twitter nerds are saying trials, just all the dice playoffs are random. Well, Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen both had an opportunity to return. And one was the same money and one was like, you know, less, but mm-hmm. had an opportunity to retire in Toronto, the place where it all started, prodigal son, win a Stanley Cup. Those guys didn't view it that way. They walked out the door. It's worth mentioning. It's worth For mentioning, sure. buddy. I, and I'm listening to it. I will absolutely hear this. And I don't like, I don't blame those guys for thinking the Leafs aren't going to win. How could you? Like, and it's just, I guess they just, they're both in different parts of their career where they've both won. And they both saw an opportunity to get paid, go live in a sick city, be leaders on a young team that's kind of up and coming. Like, good on them. I have no, I don't blame them at all for what they did. It just sucks to lose both of them. They're both, like you said, now Nashville is like the Leaf fan. Like, yeah, that's their second favorite team because those two guys are both loved by everyone. I could never love Nashville though because the jerseys are too bad. So bad. It's so so horrifically bad that how could anyone love you? You know, it's like, uh, you look at them. How could yeah. you love you? Yeah. They're disgusting. Yeah, you know how I feel about Luke Shen. I wish they brought him back, but at that number, like, yeah. I would have probably been upset if the Leafs gave Luke seasons alone or a three-year extension alone, not five. Like, I would have done two, two, no problem. Yeah, no question. But three, the thing is though, two, two seven five, too high. 
yeah, too high. And I, and I mentioned this on my podcast also already, but like Luke Shen got 15 games off last year, got paired with the hottest guy in the playoffs with the Leafs. Perfect situation that he walked into in terms of a fan base that loved him and he did all the right things. Yeah. Him having the babysitter moment on the bench, right, in the Tampa series. Him beating the brakes off of Pat Maroon, his buddy in the regular season. Like, it was a dream run. But The Genoa you know fight, which is yeah, like a turning but, point in the series. 100%. But I will say this. There's a small part of me that's glad he's gone so that this doesn't end on a sour ah, note where yeah. people start doesn't to turn. turn. No turn. Yeah. Yeah, only, only fond memory. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just because what do you think the odds are that Luke would have played 82 games and then been totally the same player that he was last year, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. Michael Bunting. Three times 4.5. This is my question about the Bunting thing. Mm-hmm. If the Leafs sign Tyler Bertuzzi mm-hmm. to more money than this, how does that make you feel? Great. I mean, you're leading the witness here. Like I, you know, my, you know, my thoughts on Michael Bunting. I'm like, great. Like good for you, Michael. I'll never miss you for one second. And <laughs> like, I, I just, I, you asked the wrong guy. Like I don't, I, uh, I fine. Okay. Maybe I'm I just, just Tyler Bertuzzi is a better hockey player than Michael Bunting. No question. I think they're close. I, oh and- yeah. This is Zag. This is a bunting zag. This is zag against yourself. Just it's let yourself zag, know how you really feel. Buddy, am I going to miss Michael Bunting diving around? No. No. But Michael Bunting draws also, even with the refs turning on him, draws more than Tyler Bertuzzi, and he takes less penalties than Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. They're similar points getters, goal scorers, agitators. They're a little bo- both undersized for what they do. Like I feel as though people think because his last name is Bertuzzi that he's big Bert, you know, but he's yeah. not uh, like it's it just, they're very similar players. And all I will say about the bunting thing is from just a pure player management standpoint, you have to think that he would have come back to Toronto for less money. Unless again, Keith, he just hated his guts so bad that he wanted out of there and was like, Oh, you're bringing back Sheldon. No way. But I got to think that if bunting was going to get a chance to play in the top six on a three year, let's say what he takes half a million, it's a season to play in Toronto. That's a reasonable thing. Like a three-year, $4 million deal. If we're talking about Max Domi at five and Tyler Bertuzzi over five, I, I don't know. I just think that that's a conversation that you save the extra million dollars. You could have plunked it into somebody else. Just a thought. Just a thought. I, I'm not Michael Bunting fan either. I'm not, I'd be a huge hypocrite if I came on here and started yeah. being like, we're going to, you know, that's not what Wait, I'm saying. We made fun of Michael Bunting every least time yeah like that was that was like the news and notes oh yeah, yeah still hate michael bunting yes we do <laughs> all i will say is i don't know the lyrics but it's like no no what you got till it's gone that's the one uh here engvall gets oh seven, my god <laughs> seven years three million i wish you i could say do... to you when i when i texted you but i won't do you think Lou didn't know who he was? Like this is a Cliff Fletcher situation where he finally went over and he he thought he was signing. What was that guy? Ruslan Ruslan Soleil and Jeff Finger. Jeff Finger, yeah, Jeff Finger, yeah. where he thought it was the other guy, and he then thought he thought it was Ruslan Soleil. This has to be that, right? Three million dollars for seven years is insane. That's it's insane. insane. And didn't Scott Mayfield get seven years too? Yeah. 
but I'm just talking about Portland release. But yes, no, they gave all their guys these long weirdo contracts to run weird. back the same team that clearly can't Sucks. win. That's a yeah. weird one. That's a weird one. I don't yeah. know what Lou's thinking there. So uh, I'm going to give him an F grade for that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could you imagine what this show would have been had Pierre Engvall signed a seven-year contract for three millions? I would have genuinely been on here like, you have to actually fire <laughs> today. Like You got to get rid of him. You, <laughs> don't, don't let him go to sleep with a job. Boycott Boston Pizza <laughs> town. This cannot stand. Unbelievable. Uh, Justin Hall. Yes. Yeah, Let's lot. just say this. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot, mm-hmm. but it's a big win for the guys that were talking about how you're stupid if you think Connor Tim is Hall's bad. Dolls. The Hall's Dolls. dolls. <laughs> yeah. The best GM in hockey, Steve Eiserman, <laughs> by many. Well, it's fine. You can have a different... <laughs> well, I'm just saying that he's regarded by many as the best general manager in yeah. all of hockey. Gave Justin Hall a three-year contract, $3.4 million a year. All I'm saying is it's a win for Hall's Dolls and yeah. a big L for the Connor Borny. Timmy squad. Big win for Borny. Oh, yeah. my. <laughs> you know, a huge win for Borny. Borny <laughs> needed that one. <laughs> I don't I Good for Hall, I guess. I'm really – I would have been fine if the Leafs brought him back. Everybody killed him, and they're like, you can't bring back Hall. Like, to me, Hall is fine. You know, like, my our thoughts on Hall, like, I get if they're moving on, not running it back. You, you bring back Hall, people probably would have been pretty pissed off, but – I would have been fine with them bringing them back, but not at that number. That was too high. I'll just tell you this. I ranked these contracts in order of guys I would want back at this number. Yeah. And so it's pretty bad. Um, okay. And last but not least, because we already kind of mentioned Achari with the three times yeah. two. He goes with mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Dubas. I, I, I would have, that would have been my number one on the entire list of mm-hmm. guys I would have brought back at that price. I think that's the biggest screw up for the Leafs in terms of the guys they missed out on. Um, Kerfoot, two, uh, 3.5. The Arizona Coyotes. Hey, buddy, guess what? You were an Arizona Coyote. You were born and bred to be an Arizona Coyote. Go play somewhere where no one will watch you play. No one will know. And then, yeah, you can just play golf. I don't know. Her Pour one out for Flex Seal. He, uh, he finally moved on. Um I don't have to have another conversation about him finding his way into the top oh. six somehow. I, I bye bye Alex Kerfoot. You're part of the worst, one of the worst trades in Leafs history. Oh. No question. Like everyone told me that you were a center when you came here. I was sold a bill of goods. You played four shifts at centers. And I was like, that guy can't play center. Nope. Uh, never really liked you. Sorry. I know it's not a very nice thing Dude, to this say. Is harsh. You would deliver some harsh goodbyes wanting a Kerfoot. Here's what I'll say. I, I won't miss you, Val. I'm sorry. Right, here's, here's what I'll say about Kerfoot. I have been in the torture chamber for the last week. With I these saw those reports. reports. Oh, boy. Those reports. The reports that they, they – I would read, Leafs circle back with Alex Kerfoot. I feel like a part of – you know how they'd be like every cigarette you smoke, it's 15 minutes of your life? I, I was getting like – 50 Half hours hour. off my life. Yeah. <laughs> off every single curve turn tweet with people going like, I, I was Tim Robinson. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> completely upset by every single one of these. So uh... the relief that I felt, I would say that the biggest tree living W so far is not paying Alex Kerfoot, but to retain here, 3 million, 2 million. I, I don't know. Maybe the coyotes just threw a bunch of cash at him last minute, but my God, that would have been 
like if you would have told me that Kerfoot signed for three and a half million dollars to stay in Toronto, I, I don't know how I would have done this uh, show. This <laughs> I think <laughs> I would quit the job. <laughs> Leafs talk one year run. It's a beer, it's a beer store hiring. I'd be out of here. Oh my god! I saw for you. You know, you've always wanted to be a pizza delivery guy. If oh, there's yeah. no stigma. Now <laughs> one of the places has jetpacks. What? <laughs> yes, I thought about you. I went. Hey, the stigma might be gone if you get to fly around a jetpack. Anyway, we'll maybe do another one um, if the, the shoe fits here. But, yeah, that's – oh, I, I do want to say, lastly, because he was sort of a Maple Leaf, it's Connor Brown, 75K, and uh, but bonuses that can pay up to $4 million. Like, it's a, this is a tricky one because the money that he gets paid based on the bonuses, some of it can roll next year's cap some of it will be on this one i'm not a capologist i got to figure this one out a little bit more maybe with myrtle on my pod on monday but it kind of stung a little bit knowing that a guy like connor brown who could have been such a good fit as a middle six forward who could play up the lineup with the leafs and then down like hometown guy would rather go to edmonton this plays into the thing that i mentioned before about you're a winning team or not who has a better chance yeah i just yeah i felt that one a little didn't you I feel like this whole day has been about that. Honestly, that's really yeah. how I feel. Like they got Reeves, they got Reeves for a big contract, and they got the mercenary Klingberg who doesn't care, right? Like it's like I, I don't love what it's, I don't love what the day is looking like so far. But Klingberg, we'll do another one. Another hat. What other stuff happens? Klingberg in transition in a playoff game. Is anyway, like, it's like they got galchenyuk but they paid him four million dollars galchenyuk but defense <laughs> defense galchenyuk for four million bucks i don't know i just i don't really love it anyway uh let's hope for brighter days tomorrow let's wrap the brighter sucker day. up subscribe to the yeah. podcast watch it on youtube because yeah with twitter everything subscribe 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 to the podcast follow us on instagram at jd bunkus at sam a mckee we'll be posting all the updates there and yeah we'll maybe catch you in the next 24 hours with the leafs too thanks for listening thanks for watching for jd mckee Talk to you later.